Hi, this is Norm Augustinus. I'm sorry I missed your call. After tone, leave your name and number. I'll get back to you. Hi, Norm. I'm leaving this message on your telephone answering machine because I think it will help your female listeners. Norm, two years ago, I went to a mattress store with my mom and dad. My parents were replacing their foam mattress because my older sister would use their bed to fuck on. She said it was bigger and more comfortable. My sister's vaginal juices were powerful, and where they dripped onto my parents' mattress, a big scary hole developed. The hole looked like a lit cigarette was dropped and it started a fire in the mattress. But it wasn't a fire that made the hole, it was her acid-like, fuck-hole drippings. Norm while my parents shopped for a new foam mattress, I sat on one of the new beds featured in the store showroom. I was tired of standing up. While I was sitting on the bed, I felt the bed shake. Before I knew what was happening, a pipe-like object exploded out of the mattress, and it violently bored its way into my tight pussy. Norm I was wearing yoga pants and panties. This object forced its way through my clothing like I wasn't wearing clothing, and it proceeded to bang out my young throbbing pussy. I thought one of the springs in the bed was malfunctioning. Up until that moment I had never taken a dick. It was scary. I was moving up and down in an unholy fashion as I sat atop that mattress. Some of the customers moved closer to watch me bounce up and down atop the bed. A couple of the shoppers were watching my huge melons flop around. I tried to free myself from the mattress, but it was no use. My mom called the police. The men working in the store wrapped their arms around my body just under my bulbous tits and pulled me off the bed. I heard a sound that a cork makes as it is extracted from a champagne bottle. It came from my cunt, as my body was pulled off the dick protruding out from the mattress. My shirt and brassiere were torn off as I was yanked off the bed. I didn't care that my sweaty jugs and big pink nipples were exposed to everyone in the store. I'd rather be shirtless than be boned to death. According to the authorities, the assistant manager drew an outline of his body on the other side of the foam mattress. At that point, the assistant manager of the bed store cut out the foam so that his body would fit inside the mattress that I was sitting on. Once he was inside the mattress, the assistant manager watched the bed through store cameras using an app on his iPhone. When he saw me sit on the bed, he slid his body so that his giant dick would be directly under my juicy fuck hole. At just the right moment, he impaled my always wet, swollen vagina with his assistant store manager cock. Do you remember the girl lying atop the bed in the movie, The Exorcist? That was me. I was saving myself for the right man. That dream died in the bed store on that day. Later on, I heard that people had gathered outside the big glass window in front of the bed store to watch me get fucked by the assistant store manager. It was really embarrassing. When I walked out of that store, I was bull-legged and hunched over. Norm because I was getting dicked for the first time, I couldn't control my facial expressions or stop the saliva from flowing out of my open mouth. My mother told me I looked like I was enjoying the intense dicking I took, and I was grounded for one week. I hope my story helps any woman that may be listening to your recording. Never go to the bed store with your parents, and if you do never sit down. It's time for me to go. I must finger myself again. It is my intention to come three times a day until I die. All my friends call me Companty. You can call me Companty, too. I have a recording of what it sounded like as the assistant store manager drilled my pussy while I was sitting on the bed. I'll play it now. Oh, 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 oh,
That is the end of the audio clip. Please call me back. Bye. End of messages. He wishes he could have killed his grandmother. His mother says everything he touches turns to shit. He's been to jail, spent 24 hours in a mental institution, and unsuccessfully tried to kill himself three times. And now, live via the internet, apps are fucking loot free. Norm Augustinus. Hang on, will ya? So whenever a plane goes down in the water, plane goes down, it's in the water. Let's say there's 150 women on the plane. There's 75 men on the plane. Now, there's always more women, women on an airplane, on a passenger plane, than men. And why is that? Because a woman has fucked out everything in her shitty, burned-out area. Everything in her area, every dick she could find, everybody and anything she could take advantage of, it hasn't paid off. She couldn't get any more dick there. So she flies somewhere else where they don't know her. I'm somewhere else now. Isn't this romantic? Nobody's ever seen me here. I'm being seen by everyone around me for the first time. None of these people have ever seen me, and I may get massive amounts of dick. That's what they're thinking. I'm a new pussy in this market. They like to travel that way. They like to travel to get out of their market. They've done all the dick in their market. Now they're traveling somewhere else to get dick in a new market. We'll be landing soon. On behalf of Dong Airlines, we'd like to wish you the best of luck finding a long, thick dick. Like men don't know that. Well, you're a new thing here. You're a new thing. But because of your education you've had from me, when you see this new thing, you say this to yourself. The bitch owes a hundred grand. She's four car payments behind. She's got process servicers trying to follow her. There's a tow truck following her to repo her car. There's all kinds of lawsuits. There's all kinds of fucking court action. But you know that when you see her, you're in Italy. You're in Italy, you're getting a loaf of bread and drinking a glass of wine. Whatever it is, that's amore. And here she comes walking past you and she speaks American. Motherfucker, run. She's just fled her area. She's an Italiano. She's looking for Italiano dick. She wants some Dago's big dick. She wants to ride his fucking big dick. She's fucked everything in her area. I'm going to pay $1,000 to find new dick for my hot, wanton pussy. It's dripping, it's undulating, it's throbbing. The contract is growing as it unfolds and unfurls, as it gets ready for a new dick. Well, why when the plane crashes in water, in a body of water, why are there never dildos floating on the surface of that water? Ask yourself that, fuckstick. Why isn't there any dildos there? 150 women in that plane. Why with most of them with a dildo in their luggage in her suitcase in the cargo hold, it's the first thing to pop when the plane's torn in half. That thing just rips open and all the shit comes out. Why isn't the dildos, the dildos that were in the suitcases, no woman ever travels without a dildo. I've known women that made dildos out of toilet paper roll in the bathroom, in the hotel, motel room, bathroom. They've made dildos out of that. That's no shit and lie. 
A friend of mine told me she'd go buy some fucking lunch meat and she'd bring it back to the room, not to eat, not because she was cheap, but she would wrap the toilet paper roll in lunch meat to make it a dick. She'd stump the front with toilet tissue and wrap the fucking meat around it and to make a dick. They always have to have that dick wherever they go. Why aren't the dildos floating at the surface when the cargo hold cracked open when the plane went in the water? If I was an investigator, that's the first fucking thing I'd look for. I'd fly over the ocean, over the lake, Lake Superior, or whatever, and I'd look for fucking hundreds of dildos floating on the surface of the water. Now I know that's where the plane went down. Why aren't there any fucking dildos there? There should be. Why ain't there dildos there? There's no dildos there. Because why? Because a dildo smells like fish. A dildo's been in a woman's cunt. That cunt is housed. Thousands of dicks had millions of strokes of a cock going in and out. Now the dildo gets impermeated with the stench of fucking fish. Now these dildos come up. They're floating on the surface. There they are. The chick's down there dead. She's in a fucking fetal position. She's on all fours. Whatever she is, dead. The dildos have floated up. Why aren't the dildos there? Because it's simple to understand and, and realize when I say this, you'll know I'm right. Because seagulls love fish. Seagulls can smell the fish and they think, wow, there's a lot of dead fish on the surface of the water over there. And they zero in on all these dildos, the hundreds of dildos, and they scoop up the dildos in their fucking fins or flippers or fucking claws, whatever it is. And they fly away with what they think is fish, dead floating fish. And that means there's no floating dildos where the plane went down. She was going to Italiano. She's going to get a Dago's big dick. She's Italiano. She's burned out and fucked everything out. The last fucking remains, the last reminder that she was even here is her dildo that was floating on the surface of the water, and now the seagulls are taking it wherever they're going. Their fucking nest, a hole in the side of a rock, wherever they go, whatever they do out throughout their day, wherever they have to go. The dildo was taken away by a seagull who's in love with fish. That's why there's never any dildos floating on the surface of the water. No dildos. They float, by the way. If panties could float, they'd be floating on the surface of the water with all kinds of cum stains on it. They don't float. They get soaked. The seagull took away the dildo. It's the same thing if a plane crashes on the, in the United States in some farm property, some neighborhood. The dildos are there except they were thrown out at 200 miles an hour and they're scattered within a three or four mile range. And what happens there? Rats like the taste of fish, man. They smell the dildo, they go racing towards it, and they take the dildo away. There's no sign of a dildo anywhere. You ever seen one fucking story with regards to the authorities, the FAA, finding a shitload of dildos around a crash site? No, but they were in the suitcases. It's never fucking mentioned, man. You'll never hear that except for here because this is where you get to truth, fuckstick. The dildos are taken away by rats, by seagulls. They're floating on the surface. She's still got a humming pussy. She's coming back from fucking Italiano. She's coming back from whatever fucking city. She's in Portugal. She's coming back. The cunt's still fucking vibrating from all the dick she took. And now she's going back to her fucking burned out area where she's fucked everybody. Except she ain't going back. There's her dildo, floating and bobbing and boil up and down and all around and going with the fucking currents of the sea. There it is until a fucking seagull scoops it up. Same thing with planes, man. 
You think when little planes go down and there's a couple of very wealthy women in a plane, they've chartered this thing, they didn't have all kinds of dildos and jellies and fucking creams and spoons and fucking grinders. They never find any of that. It's all taken away. It's all a fucking illusion, man. You got to pull the curtain back like fucking Oz did to understand it like I do, the depth of understanding. I'm not talking about water. I'm talking about water now. And in my last recording, I don't even know if I can start this shit. It just upset myself deeply. Let me crank up my fucking light in here. I got a hand-powered generator light. And I like to sit in this fucking little room where I do these recordings. And I got my fucking weed going. And I'm in the nude. I got my dick out. I like to look at my dick. And I always aim this little pin light flashlight at my dick in here. Because I look at my dick and I realize I have a huge responsibility. It's like a kid. I got a responsibility to keep my dick going. It's connected to me. And I have to be responsible how I use it, where I take it. And I have to take care of it. Look at it. Preen it. Do all the things you have to do to a dick. I have a little pen light flashlight with two AA batteries. I tape it with this masking tape and aim it at my dick. I'm sitting in the dark. I got my weed. And I have to grind this, turn this handle. You hear that? That's the fucking light. That's no shit. You can tell if you know anything about a generator light. That grind sound. Well, that's good. You can see my entire gentle package. My torso, it's all set. We're all set to fucking go. Seagulls like fucking dildos. They stink. They're, they're stink. They're dangerous. Fucking whales eat dildos thinking they're fish. Whales start choking on a dildo. I read a story once, and I documented it that a whale, a rare whale, had a fucking blowhole. You know, they're, they're air breathers. They're mammals like you and I. His blowhole had a massive dildo lodged into it, and he was laying on a shore. He was dead. Dildo went in his fucking thing, his blowhole, his air hole, his spout, whatever you call it, and he fucking suffocated to death. That's the same goddamn thing that's going to happen to you, motherfucker, if you get yourself around a bitch. She'll be everything you want her to be for one goddamn year until her name is on any legal documents, and then you're going to be everything she tells you you're going to be. Unless you're Norm Augustinus. That's me. That's your correspondent. Tall, thin, handsome. Really. The recipe of what fucking people want to be in America. And that's not a goddamn joke, fuckstick. That's the truth. All the things I say are true. You see, chicks want to blow me. They want to hump me. They think I'm sexy. They don't think any of those fucking things with you. All they see with you is some place they can go to when they're 40 years old because they know they fucked everything up up to the age of 40. Everything, every move they did, the cum trail, wherever they've been, has been laid down, and now it's time to pay the price and, and just get any dick you can, and that's you. Suddenly a good-looking bitch is, is hooked up with some guy that runs a screw machine. She's 39 years old. Why? It ain't out of love, man. I'm fucking telling you, man, and I'm not shitting you that you're fucking in danger. I just told you this fucking thing with dildos, and it's true. Crashes with airplanes all over the place, not a goddamn dildo anywhere, because they hide what the bitch really is. They hide it, don't they? They don't want you to fucking know. The chicks stink. They got a big bubbling cunt. 
Watch any TV commercial on television, every fucking commercial for a deodorizing, an Airwick solid, an Airwick solid, fucking spray, fucking spray scents for the air. They're always showing a man in there causing the problem. It's the man, he stinks. It's a toilet, he stinks. He's out in the living room, he stinks. She's spraying a scan, a fuck, spraying a can all around him with his air freshener. Really? Bitch, it's you that stinks. That's why they sell perfume, to hide the stench of your fucking fishy odor. To hide the stench of the history of what you are, really. It's made for chicks. We're not the ones fucking stinking up the area. Even diarrhea, they have commercials aimed at men. Like we've got diarrhea. She's got diarrhea. She just took ten inches out of her asshole. She's got a yeast infection. She's got diarrhea. She's on her period where they have fucking puking, vomiting, diarrhea, and gas all at once. How dare you aim that fucking can at me, whore, in a commercial? Well, I'll talk about something. I don't want to waste much more time. Let me wind this up. There you are. I'm all set now. Well, I told you in the last week, this is no shit. I had my ice fishing shanty. Now, I have a lake right behind me. I live in way up in upper northern Michigan. When I say that, I'm not shitting you. When they talk about Michigan... Only till about Flint, Michigan, is even inhabitable. That's the only populated area in Michigan. Maybe up to Flint from down below Detroit and all that. Detroit to Flint. That's inhabited by human beings. Engineers, doctors, smart people, all kinds of shit. But once you get past Flint, Michigan, that might be, that's the cutoff. They're all fucked up over there because they've been drinking lead water for ages in their pipes. Once you get past, they're like zombies. Chicks are super horny. It's all fucked out. It's like radiation. Once you get past Flint, it's all woods, man. It's all woods and more woods and more woods. We got a million and a half acres of forest in Michigan. That's all it is. Sand dunes, lakes, fucking rivers, brooks, streams. It's unbelievable. Rare animals that they know they have not found yet that are in the woods up here. It's huge history. Fucking Indians. There's Indians still here. There's an Apache tribe, tribe, a Chippewa tribe, they think are still here from the, out in the Old West days when they were chased out of there by the U.S. government, and there's still fucking actual pockets of hidden Indians in the woods in Michigan. People say that they've killed people, they've gone missing, which I kind of like. Why do I like that? Because quite honestly, in between you and I, this isn't a fucking joke. I have killed a couple of people up here, sometimes accidental, once or twice on purpose. One time I was with a bitch on a fucking ultralight aircraft. I've got one. I have a pilot license on ultralight aircraft. One time she was giving me fucking head. She didn't have her seatbelt on. And she blew out of the seat, bounced out of the seat with sudden fucking... We have these air tent currents, these movements, these turbulence. She popped out of the seat and went head first into the fucking propeller of my ultralight aircraft. I don't know where the fuck she was. Her goddamn panties and her bra got hooked up on some of the throttle cabling. It was still there. She was gone. It's happened a couple times. Once or twice, people have fucking been out here camping. They're out here fucking. A chick likes to take a man out in the woods, and she'll go camping one goddamn time. When she goes camping that one time, understand, they've been courting each other, dating each other, whatever you want to fucking call it, for three, four, six months prior. Now, once she agrees to camping, this is the final fucking blow to you, to a man. She'll get him in a tent, hypnotize the fuck out of him, make him only see her understand all her rules, all her fucking orders, 
finish him off, reprogram him completely. That's why she brought him out here in a fucking tent. Now, I've come up to chicks like that and a man in a tent on my six-wheel drive Argo, Argo Frontier all-terrain vehicle. It's got an 18-horsepower engine. I've been out here with my fucking Superman cape on with no fucking drawers on, just my dick out, smoking dope, singing, laughing. And suddenly, as I'm doing 35 miles an hour in this thing, there's a tent, a pump tent, a pop-up dead ahead of me, and I've run these fuckers over and killed them. I back up, and I look into the thing, maybe her hand's sticking out of the zipper end of the fucking tent, and she's still clutching onto the guy's fucking cock, man. Man, that's bad. When they got you in a fucking tent, when they said they'll go with you camping, you're all fucked out now, man. You're never going to see your friends again. She's fucking laid down the law. She'll suck and fuck until you're raw. And that's it. That's about the last time. And now you're under her total fucking control. So always consider that a public fucking service thing that I've done for the fucking world. Just go on now. Get back to your dope. Get your Superman cape off. You still got some cum in your bag. Go find a spot and whack off, Norman. Have your bologna sandwich. Or drink your fucking tea with a peppermint schnapps. Your fucking milk with a peppermint schnapps in it. Coffee. So, in the last recording I told you, I was out on the ice with regards to my ice fishing shanty because we finally had ice up here and when i say ice we had three or four inches it was incredible now now then it started to melt the three or four inches of ice and i had my shanty all set up i had my lower level set up the plexiglass room i made below my ice fishing shanty it was incredible the plexiglass room was below my shanty. I built it out of plexiglass, six by six by about almost five feet deep, and it was below my shanty. So when you're in an ice fishing shanty, all you got to do is open the door, the swing open door, the hatch in the floor, crawl down into that fucking hole, and you're now in this all beautiful room in the sea like a glass bottom boat. Chicks see that. They want to go down there. Do you think any woman could say no to getting fucked out on that? No. No woman could tell you no, man. They want it. They want the dick in their ass. They want the dick jammed lodge deep in their fuck hole. They want to blow all things that you have hanging. Suck and blow and fuck. 69, all that shit I was doing down there. And I did do that. Now the ice has recently kind of thawed out at that this time with the continuation of this story. The ice was thawing out, fuck stick. And I had a bitch in this fucking room, this sex room. That's what all I can call it. I got a goddamn mirror ball in there. I got some music in there. I got a sex machine in there. I got some fucking handmade or hand-sewn blankets, crocheted or knitted. I guess they were crocheted. Beautiful things I bought at auctions. I had those in there, some pillows. And I was inside the lower level of my ice fishing shanty. That's where we left off in this fucking thing with the sex machine. And no woman could resist that. And furthermore, because my name is on the side of the ice fishing shanty, it says Norm Augustinus has got to have your address, your phone number, because that's the law in Michigan with regards to ice fishing on the ice in Michigan. That's what the DNR wants. You get a little sticker and all that stuff. You have to pay the fee. But they want to know who owns the ice fishing shanty in case it falls in. They can bill you. In case it falls in and you're near dead or you're somebody you're got your cock in some chick's mouth and her ass and you both died that way, they want to be able to look down in the water and see your address on the side of the shanty and make the arrangements. They just want to know. So I'm in the ice fishing shanty. The best looking, one of the best looking bitches you've ever seen. Honest to God, that's not a joke. And I say that because I'm extremely attractive. When I say I'm the recipe of what people want to be, it's not bullshit. 
At least I am now. I don't know how much longer I'll have it, but at least I have it now. And that draws in bitches. They want to be by something that has a glow, something they can glean off of. That's what a chick wants. They want that. They don't want somebody like you who goes to work every day, 40 hours a week, and the job's not glamorous, and you're driving your F-250, you got your CB radio, your fucking snap-on tools, which you would like to have, but you took Craftsman instead, or you fucking got Husky tools. They don't give a shit about none of that stuff, up to a certain goddamn age. They can't love you. Not until they hit about 45 or 50 years old. Now they turn into a new person because every fucking egg that was in her cunt hanging off her ovary tree, it's all gone. It all dried up. They all fucking fell out. I fucked women. This is no shit. Inside their fucking past their cervix in, their, in that area, there's an ovaries, and eggs are hanging on it like a tree. I have fucked a woman so hard one time that all her eggs fell off the ovary tree, and when I pulled my dick off, it looked like I had herpes warts or venereal warts all over my cock. It was covered in her goddamn eggs. Once a bitch runs out of eggs, now they can love you because now they become dependent. They need you now. When they're young and attractive, they don't fucking need you. There's some goddamn Chaldean around the corner with a fancy haircut and his goddamn turbocharged whatever driving around his fucking car. They got that and they can keep getting it until they get old. Now they need you. Now they now have to explore the idea of actual love. But not till there, forget it, fuckstick. You ain't got enough to draw them to you. Settle for some skag or whatever you got to do to get yourself beat off or blown off or she's a good cook. This is one of the best looking chicks I've ever seen. I told you that I have a thing with the redheaded women. I went to Ireland one time. This is no shit. I never even told you this story. I went to Ireland one time long ago, and I must have got blown and fucked. I can't even remember. 18 times, 19 times. As soon as you're sitting in a thatched roof of some Irish pub, and you come in and you start talking, and you sound like me, the, this wordsmith, this master, and they hear that shit, they're over there, man. They want your cock inside of them, that big white bag of skin all around them that, that's enclosed in them. They want that. They want to suck that up. They're all white and shit. Their skin is very light, like somebody threw a bag of flour on them, at them. It's all white and beautiful. That's what makes them beautiful. Then they see your fucking throbbing red cock, and they go nuts. Chicks here see red cocks all the time in the U.S. Big deal. They see your big throbbing red fucking hot poker in your pants, and they want that inside their cunt. Light it up, man. Light me up, fuck stick. That's what they're thinking. I had more fun with Irish women than I've ever could say here with these goddamn overly dyed idiots walking around here. The Kim Kardashian army, the Target army with her fucking Stanley Thermos. It's pitiful. I see a bitch today and I can get away with it. I take my fist. I learned it from Jake LaMotta a long fucking time ago. He had an apartment in New York City. This is the truth. Read about it. And I, he told me how to punch one in the head where you could knock them out in one hit. And you only needed two goddamn inches. I put my fist, I copied Jake Lamont, the famous middleweight boxer. And I fucking practice, I'll fucking punch these chicks just the same way. And I always say Jake Lamont told me that as they're hitting the ground. So I want to tell you something. The chick I had in this shanty was one of the best looking bitches I've ever seen. Her family, she told me, her great-grandfather came here, immigrated here from Ireland when you had to work and shit, when you weren't asking for handouts, and you were getting free fucking homes and all kinds of free health care, free fucking weekly salary. They came here when you actually had to work, and her, she was telling me about her great-grandfather and shit. Just a beautiful work of art.
Like a fucking China doll with fire hair, with orange hair, orange eyes, big pink nipples. One of the first things I look at is to see if their goddamn nipples are dark. You may not know this, but this is a sure giveaway, and it's a truth. Look it up. If a bitch has overtly dark nipples and are not pink, you got some bitch who's lying to you. She's got a kid somewhere, two kids, three kids somewhere. She might be cheating on you. Some motherfucker might come at you with a goddamn prison-made shiv and cut your throat, stab you in the neck, stab you in the eardrum. You don't want that. That's a trouble sign. Be careful. This chick was beautiful. And we were inside the lower level of my shanty, and shanties don't have lower, le lower levels, man. I invented that. I invented the whole goddamn idea where you put the room in the water, you put floats around the bottom room basement, and that's to keep it above the water while the ice is freezing around it. Then you put your shanty over it when the ice is nice and thick. There ain't a motherfucker on the ice that's got a lower level, a two-story fucking ice fishing shanty with a goddamn bed in it and fucking embroidered pillows that say fuck. I have those in there. I've got all kinds of pictures on there of me fucking women and on all fours. I put them up there. You think that would turn women off? The only time that shit turns a woman off is when she's not in a sex mode, when she's putting on a show for her other dumb sluts, American whores, when she's putting on a show and trying to look smart and trying to look uh, anti-man and all that other shit. But when you've got them alone and you've broke through that fucking door, that clear door that lets you get really to them, now you got a real prize. And I know how to do that. I know how to strip that away from every whore on the planet in about 30 goddamn seconds because I tell them like it is. And then... Hang on a minute. I just saw a bitch run across my backyard. I just got a new M72 66mm anti-tank law rocket launcher. I'm going to take the slut out. And then, they've been looking at the fucking frisbee in my pants, a double frisbee, a whammo, fucking triple frisbee, one after another. They had these big, thick ones, and they think, this fucker's really got some goddamn meat down there. And I do. 15.5 pounds of dick. When I look at my fucking dick, it looks like I'm at a supermarket getting ready to buy Kowalski sausage. That's how goddamn big it is. In fact, one, <laughs> this will sound like a joke, man. Years ago, Kowalski Sausage, somebody from there, unless it was a joke, asked me if they could see a picture of my dick. They wanted to look at it, and they, I believe today, and I tell everybody I see this, that I think Kowalski Sausage fashioned the width of their dicks and the length of it, the amount they gave in a package, after my dick. Sounds ridiculous, but I think it's true. So I'm in this fucking lower level of this my ice fishing shanty. 
And I'm in there and I'm getting ready to fuck and I'm, we got all kinds of dope in there, all kinds of booze in there. It's getting smoky and shit. You can look through any wall, even into the floor. <clears throat> Excuse me. Even into the floor. And you can see to the bottom of the water, the bottom of the lake. You can see out the right side of the lake, the left side of the lake, all underwater. Nobody can beat that. There's no fucking dick out there, no dude out there that could imitate that. Big fucking deal. You pulled up in your challenger, man. You pulled up in your challenger, you all kinds of show. You, you really advertise like you got it, and then she finds out you ain't got fuck. Not in a dick area, but in all areas. Man, I got it. In two fucking seconds, I'd have my dick in your sister's ass. And that's not a goddamn joke. If your mom ain't an ugly mountain of fat, some fucking thing, a freak, I'd have my dick in her ass in two goddamn seconds. It's not manipulation. I know the nature ways, the wiles, the way it works, motherfucker. I just do. Years and years of dry erase boards and fucking collating material and wet erase boards and computer programs. I have developed this thing now that I am. All they want is dick all the time. And they like it all the time, even at work. They just want it all the time. Can't tell you how many times when I worked, I used to find wet wipes in our unisex toilet. It was from chicks because they were so goddamn wet that I was in the fucking building and they were wiping their box down, trying not to expose themselves through wet panties and a wet crotch of their pants. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I'm in the lower level of my fishing shanty. It's incredible, man. We're smoking, we're listening to fucking doors, we're in a fucking lower level, we're looking at fish go by just below my shanty. If you look, you can see all the way to the bottom of the water, you can see a fucking outboard engine in there that someone had dropped. Some bitch dropped it, borrowed the boat from her uncle or grandfather or her dad, and it wasn't clamped properly to the back of the boat and the thing fell off, man. When I see that, I just want to start laughing hysterically and then get out my Jake LaMotta fucking fist and I want to find this person and one right to the fucking forehead. <clears throat> you ignorant idiot, you American simp. So, we're in the basement of my shanty. And then the water's starting to thaw out. And we got the sex machine on. I built this fucking thing using hydraulics. No shit. I got a little motor on it. I got a little fan belt. Fan, this little belt looks like a fan belt in the old days on a car. I got a little motor, some hydraulics, and it works with 12 volts. And now I have this little mini power rig that I put down there. It's a big box. It's a cube. Only it's got a lot more power, a lot more watts that you can store in this thing and run a lot more things. And I, she was using this sex machine. While she's using the sex machine, and I must have been one inch from her fucking face. I'm one inch from her face watching her use the sex machine, and her eyes are rolled back. It looks like Linda Blair and the Exorcist. There's spit coming out of both sides of her mouth. Her nostrils are fucking flaring. When I look at her tits, they're not normal. They're like fucking, the tits are like three inches high. That's how big the tits has grown. Three inches high, this pink goddamn thing. It looks like a baby nipple, only five times bigger. Pink and shit, and I'm loving the whole thing on top of this white skin and this orange hair. And I think always to myself at the same time, whenever this happens, I think, my God. I mean, can there be anything better than this? Can sit in a fuck standing in a factory, sitting in some office somewhere, working at an auto parts store, can, it, can anything match this? I think this always. And the answer is always no. Now, while we're in the shanty, the ice is getting softer and softer. It's been getting softer over a few days I was in there. And the basement breaks free of the shanty. Just breaks free because the water, it's getting 
melted. In fact, on the ice, there's two inches of water. That's not always a bad sign. I've ice fished for years, and there often can be two inches of water, three inches of water, an inch of water. It doesn't usually mean anything because another day or two later, it can be froze up. It's usually seven, eight, ten inches thick, the ice. So it doesn't really matter. But this was melting, just like this weather change we're having now. As it starts to break away, my redheaded, this, my fucking Irish wench, she was in the thing beaten off with my, my, the sex machine thing I made. Now, you know the kind of mind I have. So what I built, what I created was something with tremendous force and something with tremendous width. They don't really care about how long your dick is often. What they're really saying is they want a, a dick that's wide. They don't want a long dick like I have sometimes because your dickhead could hit their cervix. And then your cock goes through the hole of the cervix, and it's right there to fucking where the ovaries are and the eggs are. And that happens, and you got a bad possibility of her getting pregnant, her pumping out something because it didn't have to fucking fish for the eggs. It didn't have to swim through the cervix. I've busted through the cervix and blown my load, my fucking two-part epoxy, my white hope. I've blown it into the cavern this dark where this fucking ovary tree is into the eggs. Now you're fucked. You're in trouble. They don't want that. It's no longer sex anymore now. Sexy. It's now fucking very costly and everything goes downhill from there. So my basement, my plexiglass room I built for under my ice fishing shanty, which is equally unique, broke free out of the ice and started sinking. Now she was still in there pumping herself off. And I automatically thought of what I had to do, which was save myself. I mean, when you're in water and you're going to go down like that, you often panic or you think, I got to get out of here. But she was pumping off. And as she's pumping off, her eyes are still rolled fucking back. They're white like Linda Blair and the Exorcist. There's no pupil. There's nothing. There's no fucking iris, no pupil. It's just two white fucking things in her eye like that lady in the X-Men storm or something like that. Her eyes were that as she was whacking off. It didn't matter if the fucking China dropped an atomic bomb on us or some shit like that or a nuclear bomb or whatever bomb they got. It didn't matter. She was going to finish herself off. She was going to climax at any possibility and nothing was going to interrupt that. As the fucking thing starts to sink, this is no shit, I swim free out of it. And I looked back as I was swimming free, and she was still whacking herself off with my fucking sex machine. Her legs were pulled back, her cunt was there, the red hair in her cunt was even just, it was, it's fucking beautiful, man. I'm not fucking shitting you. It was the most beautiful goddamn thing I've ever seen. This red fucking hair between her legs. And it was the sex machine, this big dick I had put on the end of this fucking hydraulic tube, this fucking ramrod. It was so goddamn beautiful. It was like like uh, artwork, honest to God, like fucking like living art, like fucking an art installation set up in New York City in the fucking Central Park. It was like that, man, as I was swimming up. I kept swimming up and looking at that. I couldn't take my eyes off of it. And because I couldn't take my eyes off of it, I couldn't exactly find the fucking hole where I'd come down. Sometimes it's hard to find the hole. I don't particularly like the water being in the water, actually, in that situation. Couldn't find the hole. I was like fucking Harry Houdini. I think in some the famous magician, uh, that famous magician, he couldn't find his way out of a hole or something back to the hole. Fuck, it was in the Detroit River or something like that. He couldn't find, I couldn't find my way back to this hole and I sort of panicked. But I at the same time couldn't keep my eyes off this redheaded fucking, this present, this gift from God 
as she was still coming. Now, I think that she was willing to die, take the orgasm, and die rather than not have the orgasm and live. I mean, that's how bad it is today. They got to have this fucking orgasm. You know the chicks come every 15 fucking minutes? That's no shit. They come every 15 fucking minutes in America. Wherever you are, your chick in the cubicle next to you, in the office, the floor below you, to the left of you, above you, whatever. The chick's pussy, her fingers smell like pussy. She's just pumped herself off in the fucking toilet at work. She's pumping off and being paid by a man. It's like she's in a porn show. I mean, what's the difference? A man is paying her. She's whacking off in his building. He's paying her to be in that building. She doesn't realize it, man. She's like a fucking whore. She's a prostitute being paid out and pumping off in the goddamn toilet. So as she was going on, I eventually found my way to the surface. And that was it. That's where we left off in the last fucking recording. And it's it's really a kind of a bad deal. It's upsetting for me to even go past this. It's, it's really fucking upsetting to figure out what to do, what I should do. Because I really like this chick. She looked like something I might even marry. She was much younger than me, and that's what you want. I mean, when you get married, you marry for fucking youth. The possibility of sex with a young woman. Who the fuck wants to marry some stretched-out cunt with no eggs in her unless she's got money? Nobody wants that. Possibility of sex with a younger person, and you're married to it. Now, that draws people in. Want some old bag that's had 2.5 billion, billion strokes that's gone a dick going in and out of her cunt. I mean, hundreds of strokes per fuck session. And if you can hold off like I can to help her come, it's maybe 500,000 strokes of a 15.5 pound dick. Nobody wants that. So what I did was this. And this is, I'm going to tell you as clearly and e easily as I can. I tried to find this woman. This is what I came up with. Now, I have an old scuba diving suit. I don't know where it's fucking from. It's no good. It's got tears all over it. I don't have scuba tanks. I don't have regulators. I don't have any of that shit. But I have the old scuba suit, the old tough thing to pull on. So I got my scuba suit because I want to know if she got out. I want to know what happened. If she's dead, what do I got to do? Am I going to jail? This clearly was an accident. Unless they can turn that into some negligent shit or negligent party, this or that. I have an old scuba suit. I don't know where I got the scuba suit. I think it was some, some sex shit or something with a woman I, I knew years ago. It was, I'm not sure. There was more stuff to the scuba suit. It was a Halloween party costume. I'm not, I can't actually tell you with any, with any certainty what it was. So what I did was I have a long garden hose and I found the scuba suit. I also have the snorkel. You know what a snorkel is? It goes in your mouth. The snorkel. And you put the snorkel in your mouth and you go to the surface of the water and you can breathe air and then go back down in the water. Well, I didn't do that. I took the garden hose that I have and I connected it to the end of the snorkel and I put on my, this fucking rubber diving suit, this, whatever you call it, whatever it is, scuba suit, this rubber diving suit. And I had these flippers that didn't fit well. They were starting to rot. Rubber flippers start to rot. Your feet are in there. They get loose. They start to fall apart. They just do. At least old rubber flippers for scuba diving. So next to my shanty is a, is a universal toilet, a communal toilet that everybody on the ice can use. During the winter, these ice fishing cities pop up on lakes. And that's what they become. They become a little mini city. Everybody there knows one another. 
and they even have food there oftentimes if the city is popular. It's a little mini city of people with like-minded ideas, like-minded hobbies and interests. So I put on a scuba suit that I had. I put the flippers on and I took a 50-foot garden hose out and I connected the garden hose to the end of the the snorkel that I have, and I went down into the hole, into the water, where the ice fishing shanty sunk, and it did. Eventually, not just the lower level fell in, but the shanty fell in too, and it was a royal mess, and I'm going to get to that. So I put all this stuff on. Now, when I went under the water, I don't know, 16 feet, maybe 18 feet down, I connected the garden hose to the communal toilet. Now, coming out of the communal toilet was a hose, and I thought, and I blew into it, I inhaled through it, and I figured that was either for fresh air or for something to do with drainage or something like that. But it's well, it was fresh air, and it was coming out of the toilet. I figured it was there to keep it from freezing over the end. And I connected that hose to my hose that was coming out of the communal toilet, the outhouse, the, the outhouse, the bathroom, the loo, whatever you want to call it. Hang on a second. Got to recharge. Oh, there you are. There's my dick. See it good now. Won't let you down, pal, my dick down there. And I connected to the outhouse toilet hose, and then I went into the fucking hole to see if she was, if she had died, man. If she had died or something like that. I'd, that's just the hard part. Had she died, had she drowned while she was trying to come? And was it deliberate or whatever? She didn't appear to make any effort to get out of there. And uh, I didn't make much enough of her to help her get out. I mean, can you interrupt somebody coming with a with a dildo or with a sex machine going in and out of her fuckhole as she's sinking down? She's never had that happen. It's the first of all first. And you know how special I would be in her mind forever? Because nobody can do that. She's used to fucking people like you. She's on your fucking lap. You're on your full, your three-way backup chair. You're, you're whatever it is, your lazy boy, your pizza. She's used to fucking shit like that. Not like this. So I went into the hole with the hose connected to my snorkel. I had a mask on, and the hose was connected to the toilet hose, and I went under because I wanted all that length of hose. And I went under and went down. Now as I'm down descending, I see the part that broke off my lower level. The basement of my fucking ice fishing shanty, I see it. I see the sex machine has fallen out. I see a bunch of other shit has fallen out, even floating in the water. But I don't see the woman that I was there, the, this beautiful red-headed woman, this angel man not hadn't been corrupt by some twisted fucker, and she's not there. And as I'm looking around, this is no shit. This is jarring even. This may jar you. And as I'm looking around, I clearly hear a sound like this. Or like that. You hear that? I hear a sound like that. And then I smell something. I got the snorkel in my mouth. I smell something, it comes into my mouth, and it's so strong, so intense, so concentrated, that what I smelled was clearly pussy. I know what pussy smells like. Any man that has is worth his own salt or whatever is understands what pussy smells like, but tries to ignore it, tries to write this horrible part out of life in their mind and live past it. I have trouble with that. I hear this sound. <coughs> I guess that's closer like it. And I smell this fish. And as I'm smelling it and heard the sound, I start to feel funny. I'm at the bottom of the water. I'm practically standing on the bottom, looking at my lower level of my, of my ice fishing shanty. And I start to feel funny. I start to feel sickly. 
even dizzy. And I realize that that toilet, some bitch went in that toilet while I'm in the hole trying to find my fucking redheaded sweetheart. I'm in the goddamn hole in the bottom of the lake looking for her. And some bitch went in the outhouse and blew a pussy fart. I mean, a strong, powerful pussy fart in the toilet. And what's wrong with me? Well, that shit went right into my lungs. And I believe I got the goddamn Benz. That's like nitrogen bubbles going into your blood, except it wasn't a Benz. It was like her bent over and letting on a fucking pussy fart. So I guess you could say I had like the Benz. She let on a pussy fart. I drew it full concentrate, full strength. I breathed it in and couldn't barely make it to the surface. And started hearing voices. I started goddamn hearing voices. I started getting dizzy. I had two optical migraines, or one in both eyes. It's where you see these wavy fucking lines. I breathe in this chick's pussy fart. And what's in a pussy fart? I know it was a pussy fart. It smelled intently like bad fish. What's in a pussy fart? Well, that's some guy blew his load in her fuckhole, and it's all fermented in there. There's scabs in there. There's hairs in there. There's dog hairs. There's cat scabs. There's fucking house lice, a house dandruff. Whatever the fucking was in her room, blood. Whatever was in her room when she was taking that dick from whoever it was, Toby with a 15-inch dick, she was he was pounding in and out and pounding this shit into her cunt. It stayed in there. It fermented, and it becomes this fucking gas. I inhaled it. Motherfucker, I inhaled it. I got the bends. It's not the real bends with nitrogen bubbles, but it was like her bent over. She just took it, and she blew the gas out of her fucking cunt. The compressed gas in her cunt has been fermenting in there. Some chicks walk around for days before the pussy will release that gas. The pussy's hungry that way. It wants some action down there to hold on to the gas, the scabs, whatever it was, just to make it feel like it's useful. It's being fucking used. She took a dick. I can't let this memory go. That's what the cunt says. I can't let it go. That's sudden store engrams, memory engrams in their fucking brain like we do. I can't let the gas go. I'm so fucking greedy for, for this shit. So I finally made it to the surface, but barely. I mean, I'm literally swimming one-handed. And the reason why is I yanked the snorkel out of my fucking mouth, yanked it, I figured that would be better than anything. I'm holding the snorkel in the hose in the other hand and kind of pulling myself out like a single dog paddle to the surface. And when I get to the surface, I just gasp for goddamn air. Just gasp. When I get to the surface, I look around and I look to the left and I see some bitch. She's walking, I don't know, she's... 20 feet from my shanty, that's the bitch who almost killed me. I mean, I don't know her at all. Look how powerful the pussy fart is. Look at how the pussy fart can impact all those around them. From fucking destroyed artwork, the shit peeling off ceilings, there she walked like it was no big deal. <laughs> that's the fucking only the 1,330,000 pussy fart I've dropped. Fuck everybody. That's what she's thinking. Fuck everyone as she walks away, going to some other shanty where she's taking dick and fucking drawing on a bong. It's painful. Absolutely painful. So I gave that idea up. I don't want that idea. It didn't work. It took me, I don't know, as a day off. I had to get fresh air. I had to feel better. I had to eat differently. I ate all kinds of stuff, green things and celery sticks and shit like that, trying to come back because it's one of the first times I ever thought, could I die? Then I thought, what was in the fucking hose? My hose wasn't cleaned. And what was in the hose coming out of the outhouse? Was it an air hose like I thought it was or wasn't it? What was on the walls inside the air hose? What did I fucking breathe in? So I know this chick up here, man. And I call her up. I call her up. She's into RC-controlled shit. She's an anomaly. She's 
just different. And I call her up and she says to me, and I remember her telling me this, she's had a five foot long fucking RC controlled submarine and it had lights, it had cameras, all kinds of shit. And I asked her if she could come out and look for this girl. I, I gave swore to fucking secrecy. Can you come out and help me look for this chick with the submarine? Can you do that? Let me, let me wind up. winding it up. I want to be able to see my fucking dick. I'm in the dark. Got my weed here. So the chick I know with a five foot long submarine, it's radio controlled. It's got camera lights. And I ask her, can I set, can we, can you help me with this? Can you help me find the girl that's in the water? I don't believe she died though. I secretly, man, I, I don't know, man. She may have died. I don't know. I secretly don't want to believe that. And she says, yeah, I can come over. She said, I'll bring my yurt and I'll bring the RC camera over with the cameras and the lights and the fucking submarine. It's five feet long. I said, that's great. I said, you have a yurt? She said, yeah. She had a fucking yurt, man, and a submarine with cameras. And I thought that's way better than dying from the fucking bend from this chick's pussy. as She walked away from the fucking thing. Probably was taken 10 or 12 from three different guys in two different shanties. That's how they are when you're ice fishing. Chicks walk shanty to shanty looking for width, looking for fucking smoke, looking for fucking acid, LSD, heroin, looking for anything to get out of this goddamn very hard life. So I say to her, yeah, that's great. I'd like it. Could you come over? She says, yeah, I'll bring my yurt over. She brings a yurt over. She brings a card table over on a snow machine. And I thought, that's great. A snow machine, snowmobile. I said, that's fucking great, man. Thank you. So we set up near my shanty where it was. Now I'm going to get to my shanty because something I'm going to tell you about it. It's still there, still bobbing up and down as, as I speak in this recording. Now I can be fined $500 a day because of that. That's why they have you ID the side of your ice fishing shanty. She comes over. I help her set up the yurt. We set up the fucking submarine. It's got cameras on it. It's got lights on it. It's really sophisticated. We're inside her yurt. The controls, the video monitor are on top of the fucking card table. The card table is a little thing like four feet by four feet and has four foldable legs. Have you ever seen those and shit? I don't know if, if you have. So the submarine's in the water. We launched it. We launched the sub. It's in the fucking water. And as it's in the water, I'm watching the video monitor, and she's moving the thing around. There's a stick on it and an antenna, some different frequency, VLF frequency, because it's underwater. That's how this transmitter works. She explained it to me. The sub has got a great camera, and I can see the lower level of my thing perfectly. We're looking at the fucking stuff floating around in it. We're looking at where she was. I see the sex machine. It's so cheap, the sex machine or the metal I made. In only a couple of days, it started to rust. I saw rust already going on it. It was zinc coated or steel bolts, but the rust was already being laid down foundation for more rust. As she's moving the stick around on the controller, the transmitter for the submarine, as I'm watching the video monitor, I get fucked up somehow in my head. I, I kind of lose myself. She's got these really delicate fingers and these long fake acrylic nails. And I know there's cum under the nails. I know there's vaginal juices under the nails. I know all that shit, but I'm watching her fingers and I smell perfume. And then I look at the yurt. I just look around the yurt. I don't know why. I look at the top of the yurt. I'm looking at the fucking door. I think I was trying to lay the foundation of what was coming. And that is security, safety, what, what possibility could possibly happen inside the fucking yurt. And the way she's sitting in the seat and her legs are spread. And I'm thinking, fucking A, man. Fuck that submarine. P. 
piss on that goddamn transmitter. And the chick that went down, that's her goddamn fault. She didn't swim up. I had a massive fucking boner in my pants. A massive rod. I popped it while I was watching to try to save her, to try to find her on the video monitor of this woman's fucking video screen that's connected to the five-foot submarine, the transmitter. I start to pop a boner, and I was so close to her, she felt a boner thump the side of her fucking neck area, where her neck is and her shoulder blade area. She felt that thump, and she knew instinctively it was my dick, rock hard, ready to ram its way into her massive fuck hole. And that's what we start doing. I couldn't stop myself. We just start fucking, and I was banging her out from the rear while she was holding onto the card table. Her hands were on that. And her rear was in the back of me, and I'm banging her out, and I'm watching the video. You can clearly see that the sub has beached itself on the bottom of the lake because the video is not moving. I just see the same fucking picture. And while I'm banging her out, she loses her balance, and she falls on top the fucking video monitor, on top the transmitter. I fall behind her. The fucking legs of the card table bend out. The whole fucking thing inside the yurk is smashed. How did you believe that we didn't stop fucking? I kept fucking. The second time I came, I blew all my load, this massive two-part load. I blew it on the electronics, the circuit board, and all the other shit, the plasma that we fucked up when I goddamn, when we both of us fell on top of this shitting thing. It just turned into a, turned into a fuck fest, man. That's what it turned into. Come all over the place. The transmitter destroyed. No way of seeing where the sub is. And I felt sorry for the sub. And so did she. She said, how will I ever get that back? I said, I don't know how you're going to get it back. It's on the bottom, resting on the bottom. I guess all the men in it are going to fucking die. It ain't working anymore because we traded an orgasm for fucking the search and fucking find rescue. We turned it into a fuck fest. It's terrible. So, now I'm going to tell you something. How much time I got? I'm, I'm thinking about 20 minutes maybe left. I'm thinking. Let me wind this up. I'm winding up the light right now. I'm in the dark here with my cock out. So, now I'm going to tell you about this, the ice fishing shanty itself. So, we came and shit. Her, it was all junk. The yurt was fine table was destroyed the video monitor was destroyed the transmitter the vlf transmitter for the fucking five foot sub that was destroyed or subs on the bottom of the fucking sea which is really just a lake it was a good effort but it wasn't fruitful it didn't produce any goddamn thing now when i went back again i had to rest over for that shit the rest of another goddamn day. I smoked a lot of weed. I practiced putting fucking food coloring in my ball sack with a syringe. So when I blow my load, the chick sees red come and they're turned on. I try all kinds of colors. I do this to try to distract myself as life spans with me. You know, we're spanning and shit and each one picks a different route of how to span it. So I go back to the shanty and there's some people standing by it because it's like bobbing up and down in the water. And the bottom's gone. And the people are standing there. And they're pointing and shit. And I go over to the shanty and I look and I see, well, what they see. I see all kinds of shit <clears throat> floating under the plexiglass roof of the shanty. All kinds of shit that was inside my fishing shanty is now floating right against the, the plexiglass roof I have in the shanty that lets light in, that heats up the room when the sun's out. And I have this plexiglass roof on the top of the shanty. It's 10 by 10 plexiglass. There's fucking all kinds of people standing there of all ages, even young girls and all kinds of people pointing and looking at shit in my shanty. When I got there, I said, what's everybody looking at, man? 
This is my shanty. I said, I'll fix it. I'll, I'll get it out. I thought it was that. I thought that it fell in. They don't like I'm halfway in. It looks not maintained. Doesn't look occupied. Looks somebody like fight. Somebody fucked up. They want ice fishing to be kept up, not get a bad rap and to be able to do it till they die. They want it. It's really like a well kept community. So I look under the roof of the plexiglass shanty. And these are the things I see. I'm not shitting you. I saw an anal expander. And the reason that there was an anal, you know what an anal expander is? It's something you put in your asshole to expand the asshole. Why anybody would do that, I have no idea. I saw the anal expander, and the reason it floated to the top of the ice fishing shanty plexiglass roof is it has an inflatable torso, and you blow it up. It's connected to the fucking, this, this anal expander. And it's a practice thing. You can practice expanding assholes with its anal expander. I tried it a couple times. I don't know why anybody wants to get into someone's shithole. Isn't it better to play with fucking roses or plant trees or you're out there with a bed of fucking mums? Isn't that much better? I mean, what kind of a fucking mind wants to get into somebody's asshole? That's just mental. And then you go into an HR meeting and you're trying to get hired and they've been involved in some kind of anal expansion shit themselves. And they deny you? I mean, who wants to get into somebody's shithole? Not me. But I did try it. I did try to mess with it. I try to learn all kinds of shit in life, like you probably do. There's my plastic satellite dish. It's floating at the surface. It's fucking, I had a subscription to that, to Slant TV. And Slant TV comes out of Japan, and they used to call, t- they used to call Japs Slants. And it's Naked Jap Girls Humping Round Eyes. That's the channel I had. Naked Slants Humping Round Eyes. And it's American men. They call them round eyes because they're not, they're not slits like a Jap girl eyes. But that's the channel I have. One of the best fucking channels I ever had. And I used to watch the shit in there while I had my dick in my hand. Naked slants, humping round eyes. These slant, slant eye Jap girls. And it was called Naked Jap. It was called, uh, Slant TV. You could look it up yourself. It's real. Got to get invited by only by invite. They vet you to see what kind of person you are. There's all kinds of fucking soiled panties floating there with the crotches ripped out. There's blood stains. And the only reason they fucking were able to float because I had sealed them with Thompson's water seal years earlier using spray can, this water seal stuff, Thompson's water seal. You ever seen that? I had them on the wall in the shanty. The crotches are all tore out. When I was much more violent, when I would pump out their fuck hole, my big menacing fucking beaver buster, my fucking cunt bat, my cum cannoli, and I used to be much more aggressive, and i just tear my dick through their panty, and I had those on the wall, and they're floating now stupidly because I sealed the panties with Thompson's water seal. It's spray can shit. Big goddamn big dick plunging its way through the panties. You may not know this, and I'll tell you this because you can handle this, but manufacturers make that area just above their cunt. It's a special weave of string. It's not a 300 count or a 200 count. It's like a fucking 25 count, but they're able to mask that. And that's so that the dick can slam through there, crash through there, penetrate through that area of the panty easily with little resistance. You know that now. What else was in that? Fu- there was a Ziploc bag. It was filled with about 100 fucking clitoris rings and barbells. You know what those are? Clit rings, barbells. They put them in their clitoris. Chicks with clit piercings, man. I had a bunch of them in this fucking... This goddamn Ziploc bag, these, I, I maybe had a hundred. Clitoris rings, barbells, they put them in their clit. I had about a shitload of those because of their clit piercings, they put it in there. I had this really cool thing that I got. I don't remember where I got it. You probably don't know what a dermoid cyst is. But a dermoid cyst is this bizarre cyst, fucker, 
It'll come out of a woman's cunt for no goddamn reason. They don't know why. It comes out of her cunt. It's a big fucking cyst. And this fucker was a baseball-sized dermoid cyst. Look up dermoid cyst. D-E-R-M-O-I-D, I think it is. The dermoid cyst, I have this thing because frozen in this cyst is some hair, some developed fucking teeth, an eyeball, a finger, and I'm not shitting you. It comes out of a bitch's cunt. They don't know why. It's like a human being was going to be made, but then was aborted and developed into some kind of cyst. I've got a baseball-sized one of that. Some chick gave me, I think, one of those. She said I'd come out of her cunt. This was years ago. It might have been high school. I've kept it ever since. I'm proud of it. I mean, it's a one-of. Where do you fucking find something like this? I had a plastic cock ring that I was really proud of. There it was floating on the surface just below the plexiglass roof so you could get sun in there, light in there. And I don't know if you know this fucker. His name was Clarence Williams. I think he had some. Clarence Williams the third, maybe. And Clarence Williams played the third. He played Link Hayes on a TV show. It was called Mod Squad. It was a TV show. It was popular. I don't know when it was, 70s or something like that. Now, I have a plastic cock ring signed by him, and I was proud of it. And one other cock, plastic cock ring signed by him. It's the thing that goes on your cock, signed by Link Hayes. Because Link Hayes the third, who played Link Hayes, in the movie The Mod Squad, because Clarence Williams is the third, I guess. I made a mistake there. I banged this fucker out in 2021, no shit, when he was 81 years old. And it was his cock ring. He signed it. He told me I could keep the cock ring. Now, how many people could fucking tell you something like that? How many people would give you something that intimate, something that fucking personal? Nobody. I was proud of that. That was mounted in the wall. I, two 14-inch long hollows, they call that that. There, all the shit was floating on the surface just below the transparent plexiglass ceiling of my shanty, the roof. I had two 14-inch long hollows. You know what a hollow is? These are things I, you probably don't. These are things I created. I made the hollows. It was an invention. I made it years ago when I didn't understand women. And what it was was hollows are 14-inch long. They look just like a dildo, but they hold nitroglycerin. There's a tiny little panel you can slide open, put the nitro in. And nitroglycerin is really sensitive to any kind of uh, violent movement. And, of course, all things to do with a cunt is a violent movement. And there was nitroglycerin in this little slide panel. And if you put this in a chick's cunt and she moved it fast, she'd blow her cunt off. She'd fucking just blow it off. There'd just be fucking legs there. Her torso would be gone and her upper body would be there, but nothing else would be there. And I invented this. I referred to them personally as uh, hollows. I didn't know what else to call them because I hadn't invented it yet. Also floating in that fucking above at the flexiglass at the roof that everybody was looking and pointing at. There were a couple young women there and I particularly liked that they were looking at them. And I thought to myself, I wonder if they're getting turned on, man. I wonder if they're looking at this shit because they kept looking at me. Maybe they were thinking, fucking A, man. I'd like to fuck something like that. I'd like to fuck something that goddamn inventive. I had a two-pound can, can, a thing of Maxwell's coffee, but that didn't have any coffee in it. And I fucking sanded off the label, the, the painting on the side of that fucking can. It just said weed and it was filled with marijuana. Two-pound Maxwell House coffee. I had fucking dozens of packages of zigzag rolling papers. They all got loose. They were floating at the top. You could clearly read the package label. I had two fucking pumps from a chick's shoes. They call women's shoes pumps. And I'm like these big high-heeled pumps. And I had two red pumps, and the heels were missing. And the reason they were missing, and I kept the pumps mounted or screwed to the wall of shanty. The reason they were fucking moving is because they weren't, the reason they didn't have the heel on it, the heels were missing is because I had fucked this woman 
behind a meat shop. This is no shit. I can't even tell you when. Behind a meat shop. She was wearing high fucking heels. The meat shop threw all kinds of shit in this fucking dumpster. And somehow her heels, there was some kind of meat thing in there like a big hunk of beef. Like a half a cow or something. A fucking steer or whatever was in there had been thrown into the dumpster. This big meat carcass. And when I was fucking her, she was moving her legs. And she pounded these fucking heels of her high heel shoes. These these fucking pumps, whatever you call them, stilettos, she hammered these fucking heels into the meat, and they broke off. We got out of there, we came multiple times, and we were laughing. We didn't know where they were, because we were fucking in the dark in a dumpster, and the heels of her shoes were in some old carcass behind this fucking butcher shop, but I still had the shoe part. It was wonderful. It's the kind of life that I have. And I had one other thing that was floating there, but it was all bent up. There was other shit, but I can't go on and on. There was other shit. There was a blow-up doll in there, and it's not the average blow-up doll like you might hear, just a standard old stereotypal, stereotypical blow-up doll. I had this fucking cunt hole enlarged on this blow-up doll years ago when I was a fucking kid. You could unfold it and shit and fold it up and put it in a tiny package. It came with a pouch. But I had the cunt hole enlarged, and I had it enlarged at a convertible shop that did repairs to convertible tops on cars. And it was really handy. He asked me, how big do I want the cunt hole? He used the same kind of material like the material that they would put in the back window of a convertible top. It's like this thick plastic that's very flexible. And I said, you know, bigger. And he said, how, how much bigger? And I said, you know, bigger. Got to be bigger. I, I'm, I'm just got it down there. He said, you want a bigger hole in the doll? I said, yeah, you know, bigger. And I remember us talking back and forth. It was, it was really goddamn funny, man. I mean, all this shit was fucking ruined, man. It was ruined. Kind of you know, exhausting. It's all fucking ruined. Now, uh, I met up with my friend. I got an Indian friend. How much time? I think we're probably out of time here. And I got an Indian friend. And it's a woman also. Now, I have all kinds of friends up here because all of Michigan was all Indians. And I was talking to her casually because now it was just a fucking, you know, an excavation, an, an extraction an extraction move thing that I had to perform to get the ice fishing shanty out because the lake is basically thawed the fuck out. My whole dream of all the pussy and all the shit I was going to do is pretty much gone. My fucking dermoid cyst, my fucking soiled panties, my anal expander, my fucking plastic satellite dish, my fucking giant two-pound empty Maxwell House can, the blow-up doll. It's all fucking gone. I had two pussy plungers in there too, I remember. And a pussy plunger is a plunger made for a woman's pussy. You put the plunger in, the rubber part on her cunt, and you just pull the stick back and forth till they come. I had two of those in there. And they both had repairs to the actual wood handle. I mean, this shit was fucking invaluable to anybody. I don't know if I'm ever going to replace it, man. It really hurts. This Indian friend of mine I was talking to, she said, I think her they call her winning flap or winning flaps. And I don't know what that is. I... I like to think that it's like her cunt flaps, the, the flaps on, on each side of her fuckhole. Is it winning? Is it running flaps for that? I never tell her that. You can't play around with her like that. But her name is Running Flaps. Isn't that bizarre? She told me she was an expert fucking dowser, an expert divining rod person. She's an Indian. This is stuff, shit that they can do. And what is dowsing? What is fucking divining? You hold this stick. It's like the letter Y, and they can hold the stick a certain way, and then they hold it out in front of them, and they can go find water. Isn't that bizarre? They can go find water. They, they call it dowsing. 
But running flaps was like an expert. She told me, as she's an expert in confidence, she said, I could try to help you find her. I said, how could you find a woman if she's not in the lake? He said, maybe she lived and got out of the lake. She could be have brain damage. She could have had a stroke. She could be disorientated. It was a shocking thing, right? And I said, yeah, I guess very much so. But I, I said, I do know she came. She had an orgasm. He said that all women have at least five gallons of water in their fucking womb. Can you imagine? Five gallons of water in their womb. And that's that fucking big water bag that's all ready for a baby to be put into it. All chicks have a big five-pound bag of, of water in their womb because the baby is inserted into that water bag by the woman's body. He said he could find her because dowsing rods find bodies of water. So I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know if I'm going to go with that or not go with that. I don't, I don't really know, but it sounds interesting. Five fucking gallons of water inside her womb, ready for a baby to be dropped into it. Did you know that? It's like a fucking Alka-Seltzer being dropped into a fucking cup of water. There's a couple things I want to get out. I want to salvage. I want my hollows. I want my fucking subscription that I still have to Slant TV. I want the Jap naked Japanese fucking girls, the Jap girls with the fucking humping round eye. I want that. I want all that stuff back. I want everything back. I want the fucking anal expanders. I want the fucking dermoid cyst. I want the cock ring signed by fucking Clarence Williams III, who played Link Hayes. Now, I wouldn't brag about that. But how many people get a chance to fuck somebody that big, that important, on a popular TV show, The Mod Squad? He played fucking Link Hayes, man. Man, you fucking bump into somebody like Link Hayes. And he's going to cock ring, you bang him out because he's promised to sign it with me. And I have that. I have that now. That's one of my most prized possessions. It was his actual cock ring, fuck stick. And I want that back. Of course, to everybody else, this looks like a bunch of goddamn shit, except the two floating hollows that I used, that I was going to use to put nitroglycerin in. The, all the other shit, maybe hard, hardly anybody knows what that is. They know the marijuana on the coffee can. They don't know the pussy plungers or the pussy plungers. They look like toilet plungers, like I had a problem with my toilet in the shanty. They don't have a toilet in the shanty. I'll be right back. Maybe the blow up doll, I don't really know. But I could see some chicks standing over there, motherfucker, younger ones. And I'm pretty sure they were looking at me. And I caught one looking down. And she wasn't looking down at the ice, man. She wasn't looking at the ice or bubbles frozen in the ice. She was looking at what? She's looking at my fucking big fucking, my, my big dick. My 15.5 pounds of dick. I gotta go. Motherfucker. <laughs> There it is. There you are. I can see you again. I didn't abandon you. You're okay. Big dick. In my pants. You've been listening to the one and only My dick is enormous. There is no escape. Big clock. <laughs>
in cyberspace. It's dark out there in cyberspace. It's scary out there in cyberspace. You're out there in cyberspace. You're frozen with fear. You don't know what to do. You're looking up. You're looking down. You're looking to the right. You're looking to the left. It's windy out. You don't know what to do. You're frozen. Till eventually and quite abruptly, you hear this distant chiming clock in the background. And you follow the chiming clock until it gets louder and louder and louder, eventually bringing you upon this brightly illuminated place in cyberspace. There are thousands of people there. They're holding hands. They're smiling. They've been waiting for you. There's that thing that brought you to this place in the first place. It's a tower, a hundred, hundred and fifty feet tall, brown bricks, tan mortar. Way at the top of this tower is a glass bezel. It's a clock. It's backlit. And above that is this chimey, bell-like thing that brought you to this place in the first place. And you know why you're at this place in the first place. You're here to clear out your pains, your frustrations, your aches, your woes, your disappointments, your hurts. The person that died on you, the ramen noodles you're sick of eating, the credit cards you can't pay off, the apartment you can't pay for, the house you think you'll maybe never own, the bitch who left you, the guy who left you. You're here to clear all those pains and frustrations out. And how do we do that? Well, the moment you heard my voice, you were instantly and automatically filled up with this highly absorbent orange-colored solution. It's been inside your body sloshing about this entire recording. And now, at the end of this recording, we lie you gently down, we pop the corks in your toes, and all of that highly absorbent orange-colored solution comes gushing out of your body. Look at it. It's forming a small mini lake alongside you. It's orange-colored. It's rusty. It stinks. It's toxic. We shake your feet getting out the last drops of highly absorbent orange-colored solution and replace the corks in your toes. You can't believe how good you feel. You feel like you can go on another second, another minute, another day, another hour, another year, maybe infinitely. It doesn't matter that a friend of yours is making $250,000 a year and lives in a million-dollar house. It doesn't matter that another friend of yours has got the best-looking bitch you've ever seen or another friend of yours has the best-looking dude you've ever seen. None of that shit matters. All that matters is how good you feel right now. You know you can feel this good anytime you want to. Anytime you're in duress, anytime you feel like you can't go on another second, all you gotta do is think of the big chiming clock in cyberspace where you meet your pal, your friend, Norm Augustinus. And instantly and almost automatically, you'll feel refreshed and clear. You know the best part of this recording, the most important part of this recording at least to me, is that for one hour, we were friends. Friend, I enjoyed myself. I hope you did too. Write me, normaugustinus at gmail.com. Tune in again for another exciting episode from the amazing mind of Norm Augustinus. Dear Margaret, how are you? I am well. Remember that time I tried to cram your cunt with my big dick in your car? And for some reason, my dick wouldn't go into your pussy? I read about this problem from Reader's Digest, or Hustler, or Screw Magazine. I don't really remember where I read it, but I did read it. It said it meant you were unconsciously blocking my schlong from entry into your fuckhole. You were the best girlfriend I ever had. 
Margaret, I have come up with a great way to remove ice and snow from the windshield of a car. If you could loan me $1.2 million to get my product into production, I would make you an equal partner. If I'm right about my business plan, we will be wealthy beyond our wildest dreams in only a year or two. I have created a dildo that sucks up vaginal juices as the dildo is shoved in and out of a woman's snatch. Once the dildo has been used to pump off a bitch's snapper, all a woman has to do is check the LED light on the side of the dildo. If there is a green LED light displayed, it is full of vaginal juices. If there is a red LED light displayed, the dildo is empty. There are no juices in the dildo. When the dildo is full of vaginal lubricant, all a woman has to do is push a button on the end of the dildo and the vaginal juices will squirt out the dickhead of the dildo. Users are instructed to squirt these intimate beaver juices onto a snow-covered or ice-covered windshield. Like magic, it will dissolve anything and everything, and the windshield will be crystal clear no matter what weather conditions. Margaret, please get back to me by mailing the $1.2 million immediately. Vaginal juices are free, and women will never run out of the product needed to operate my amazing windshield dildo de-icer. However, in test trials, a few people complained that they thought their windshields smelled like pussy. Love, Norman. P.S. I bumped into your big-titted little sister at the bowling alley. When she went to the bathroom, I carried her bowling ball into the men's room, and I pumped off my enormous cock and filled the finger holes of her bowling ball with my jism. I put the bowling ball back before she returned. When it was time for her to throw the bowling ball down the alley, she put her fingers into the finger holes of her bowling ball, and then she quickly pulled them out. Margaret, your big-titted little sister smelled the semen on her fingers, and then she tasted it, and wow, she recognized it to be my cum. While she was looking around for me, our eyes locked, and as our eyes were locked, your big-titted little sister licked off the hot cum that was dripping off her good female fingers. It was like a scene straight out of a romantic motion picture. Attention bowlers, this is Baloney Pony, your hometown bowling alley manager. Folks, right now we're selling ancient bowling balls with finger holes filled with very old hardened testicle cum. Folks, these bowling balls are from the 1940s through the 1960s. One of these bowling balls could have been owned by Frank Sinatra or even Cher's husband, Sonny Bono. You'll have to use a sledgehammer to get the cum out of the finger holes because the cum inside the finger holes has turned into amber, only $5.99 a ball. Folks, we also have a 55-gallon drum near the front counter that contains hundreds of used bowling rags. Bowling rags are used to remove perspiration from a bowler's hands. At least 60% of the bowling rags are covered in testicle cum, vaginal juices, and even shit. Only 99 cents. Additionally, we have a rare Partridge Family lunchbox that is filled with used anal expanders. Only a dollar ninety-nine. This is Baloney Pony, the bowling alley manager, thanking you for bowling at your hometown bowling alley. That is all. Fuck. Ah. Uh. 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 Uh. Women are constipated three times more than men.
When you're walking down the halls and your balls hit the walls, it's a rupture.